Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Last week, we wrapped up our series, Closer, and it was incredible. May I encourage you to go back to that series and listen to it again? You know, the key to everything in being a child of God, well, is being closer. For as we grow here, everything, and I mean everything, will follow suit. Now, if you're a guest, welcome home. You know, it's always my privilege as well as an honor that you would open up your life for just a little time and allow me to speak into it. If you want to know more about the Celebrate family, I encourage you to check out our webpage. I also want to encourage you to join me daily on my personal Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts. You can also join me for prayer Monday through Friday at 7.45 a.m. on my personal Instagram account. Now, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our Celebrate YouTube channel. We update it daily with videos of all that is happening in and around our church. I can confidently assure you it is absolutely the best way to stay connected and up on everything. Now, this weekend is Memorial Weekend, and I've asked Pastor Reed to bring you God's Word. Well, hello, Celebrate. We've just come off of two incredible series, Happily Ever After and Closer, both of which I have to say were tremendously impactful to me personally. I hope they were to you as well, and I encourage you, go back and review those often if you would. I'm so grateful for Pastor Keith and all that he does for all of us, And I'm incredibly humbled that he's allowing me to open up God's word with you today. So if you have your Bibles, would you open up please to Deuteronomy chapter four. Now Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. It's the fifth book of the Old Testament. So start at the beginning, five books in, Deuteronomy four. We'll get there in just a minute. While you're doing that though, let me ask you that are here a question. Could you agree with this statement? We are a forgetful people. Could you agree with me on that one? We forget a lot. In fact, I'm at the age right now that when my train of thought leaves the station, it leaves without me, quite often, okay? One of my my favorite stories of of forgetfulness is an older couple that seemed to just be forgetting a lot, so they went to their family doctor. Say, doctor, we're a little concerned. He said, to be honest with you, it's, it's just natural. He said, but here's what I encourage you. Start to write things down. You just need to write things down. That's just something you have to do. Well, later that night, they're at home watching a television together, and the husband gets up and says, I'm going to get something to eat. Can I get you something to eat to his wife? And she says, um, yeah, would you, would you bring me a bowl of ice cream? He goes, okay. She said, now, remember the doctor said, do you want to write that down? He says, I can remember that. It's a bowl of ice cream. Of course I can remember that. He says, okay. He says, do you want anything on it? She said, well, I, if you put some strawberries on it, that, that'd be great. He said, I can do that. He said, she said, why don't you write that down? He says, I, I got that. Ice cream with strawberries, okay, I, I got that. She says, okay, and if it wouldn't be too much trouble, would you mind putting some whipped cream on top? He says, no, that'd be pro- no problem at all. She said, you sure you don't want to write that down? He says, I, I got that, okay? She says, okay. Well, he goes upstairs. He's upstairs for a while. About 20 minutes later, he comes down and he hands her a plate and on the plate are eggs and bacon. She looks at the plate, looks at him and says, where's the toast? <laughs> Well, we forget a lot, okay? And everyone forgets at one time or another. So let let me ask you, what are some things that you find yourself forgetting just out of life? What are some things? My wallet. Oh, that's a big one. My kid's name sometimes. Oh, her names of relatives. You go through all of them and then you get the one you need. Keys. 
Keys, yeah. that's a good one. And cell phone. Ah, oh, cell phone. Like gift cards, or people give you a gift card and you're gonna go to that place and you forget <laughs> to bring it. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. How about names? Do you forget names sometimes of people or even dates? You know, certain dates kind of thing. Mine is passwords. Oh my word, you know, everything's this password. I mean, I, I don't remember, so I figured out, here's, here's, if you have a problem with the passwords, very simple. My password for everything is the word incorrect. Because that way, when I have to do a password, I just type something in, hit it, and the computer says, your password is incorrect. I go, yes, okay, thank you. So that's just free in case that, that helps you at all. <laughs> I've heard that there's really three kinds of memory. There's good, there's bad, and there's convenient. Well, on this Memorial Day weekend, we want to take time to remember, because that's the purpose of this day, of this weekend, to remember and to give thanks. So before we jump into the actual text of Deuteronomy, I want us to have a little bit of a history of Memorial Day and remember how did we get even to this place. Okay, Memorial Day is a national holiday here in the United States. It's to honor men and women who died in military service protecting the freedoms of our country. That is what it is for. It actually started in 1866 in New York, Tom, in Waterloo, New York, where they began a tradition of placing flowers on the graves of soldiers that had passed away. Two years later, in 1868, General John Logan proclaimed that May 30th would be the day that they would do that same thing to honor people, and that began the tradition. After World War I, it was expanded that anybody who had passed away in any war that had fought, that they would be remembered, as well as those who were family members or deceased had gone before, you would remember them as well. And so it always remained May 30th up until 1971 when the government changed it to the last Monday of May, which it is currently right now. Now, I have memories of Memorial Day in growing up in the little town of Chancellor, South Dakota, which is only about 20 miles from here or so, because that little town of 200 people, we had Memorial Day service every Memorial Day morning. And the people of the town would gather and, and people would be there and we would honor the people who had obviously died in service, but those who had also served in the service. And we would have a thing that ended off with playing of taps, if you've ever heard that. And I always remember that because I played trumpet. And so they would have an echo that came. And so for some reason, I was a guy in the trees. I was the echo. The guy would play taps and I'd be the echo. And that was the service. But I grew up with that and I remember that. Dude, curious, for you guys, what are some of your memories of Memorial Day or Memorial Day weekend? What are some of them? We would go visit people that were, that have passed, but they weren't necessarily war veterans. We would, you know, family members and we'd put flowers on it. Um, I always, I didn't like it, but we always, when we were little kids, so. South Dakota State track meet was always that weekend. So <laughs> mostly spent it there and then resting up on Monday. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Remember uh, doing uh, grilling with my grandparents, and then sometimes we'd go to their, their Lutheran church and they'd have the memorials in the bulletin of folks. You'd put one into the bulletin, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, remember I, parades? Yeah. Yep. Parades, because they always had the war vets on a flatbed truck that would go by, you know, a small town parade, always full of them. And when I was a kid, of course, there were a, a ton of World War II vets, but it went all the way back to Spanish-American War. Wow. And I remember the flags. Um, the, the American flag that was prominent to me, that's what stood out uh, on Memorial Day because in those parades, that's all you saw. It was just a bunch of um, proud representation of the country and the commitment um, that was taken by 
uh, veterans. Yeah. Um, I loved swimming as a child and always remembered that swimming pools would be open. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I think that one of the situations for our country is that we have forgotten what the purpose of Memorial Day is and what it's become. It's become a day off. It's become a, a weekend off and where people get together and they grill. Okay, you mentioned that grill and up until this year had a lot of people over the house, maybe not this year, but that's where it's in. And what's happened is we have forgotten. We've forgotten what the purpose of it is and that is to remember and to give thanks. So with that in mind, let's look at Deuteronomy. Moses is writing this now. The people of Israel left Egypt wandered for 40 years, and now they're going to go into the land that God has promised them. But here's the situation. All the people that saw what God did in bringing them out of Egypt, saw all the miracles, they're gone. They've died. And so the generation now that's going to come into this new land, they don't remember that at all. And so Moses says, I need to remind you of some things because we have forgotten some things. So Deuteronomy chapter 4, I'm going to read the first two verses, and then we'll skip to verse 5. Here's the first two verses. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And now, Israel, listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I'm, I, that I'm about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so that you may enter and occupy, occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you. Do not add or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you. And then jump over to verse 5. Look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded you so that you may obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all these decrees, they will exclaim, how wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him? And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I'm about giving you today? But watch out, be careful never to forget. Here we go. Remember, he says, never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind. He's saying it again, remember. He said, don't let them escape from your mind as long as you live and be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. Then the next verse starts off with the word remember. Remember. You know, as we come to this Memorial Day weekend, a time set aside to remember, there's three things that I think it's really important for us never to forget, for us to remember. So if you have notes, if you take them out, let's talk them through and learn together. The first thing we need to remember is that freedom isn't free. Someone paid a price for it. Freedom isn't free. Someone paid a price for it. You know, we, we have a lot of freedoms in this country. I mean, we have the freedom to worship. We can own property and live wherever really we decide to live. You can have freedom to do an education and to choose a career that you want. You can travel. You can do, in fact, almost every day we live out freedoms that we just take naturally for granted. But the reality is this, we have to remember that freedom isn't free. Every freedom we have was paid for by someone else. 
In fact, the week after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, which ushered the United States into World War II, the president at that point, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, said this, those who long enjoy such privileges that we enjoy forget in time that others have died to win them. See, freedom isn't ever really free. It was paid for by the blood of patriots. We have the freedom to vote. This is an election year. We will vote, and I hopefully we'll all vote, but that freedom was paid for by someone else. Someone paid that we could have that freedom. We have the ability and the freedom to worship and honor God. You know what? Somebody paid a price for us to have that freedom. We have the ability to own a home and not have be threatened that it would be taken from us. You know what? <laughs> Someone paid a price that we could have that freedom. The ability to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? Happiness. Someone paid a price for us to have that freedom. In fact, 244 years ago, there were 56 men that signed their names to a document that changed the course of mankind forever. It was a declaration, a declaration of independence. If you read the last sentence on that declaration, here's what they committed themselves to. The signer says, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They said, we're willing to give our lives and our fortunes for this freedom. And many of them did. Not only they, but many others gave their lives, <laughs> their fortunes, to give freedom that we sometimes take for granted, and to be honest, that we have forgotten. Senator John Thune, the senator from South Dakota, says it this way, I believe our flag is more than just cloth and ink. It's a universally recognized symbol that stands for liberty and freedom. It's a history of our nation, and it's marked by the blood of those who died defending it. It's a great line. Over 1,350,000 United States men and women have died protecting our freedom. In fact, if you add casualties, there's well over double that. So literally millions of people have died and paid the ultimate price so that we would have freedom that we can live out every day and that we honor on this Memorial Day. Charlie Dent has a great phrase. He's an author, he says this, freedom does not come without a price. We may sometimes take for granted the many liberties we enjoy in America, but they have all been earned through the ultimate sacrifice paid by so many of the members of our armed forces. It's very true. Everything that we have today, someone paid a price for it. My great-grandparents came from Germany to America. They left everything for the opportunity to make a better life for themselves, for their family, and for their great-great-grandchildren, which is me. The price they paid is the opportunities and the freedoms that I live out today, and I sometimes, unfortunately, take for granted, and I don't remember. So the first thing on this Memorial Day weekend but I believe every day we should understand is that freedom isn't free. Someone paid a price for it. Let me ask you, what goes through your minds and your hearts when you hear that? I think it's how taken 
how we take it for granted uh, so much. And, and it's not that, you know, when you say people died for it, the length, the length of the fight in that, you add up all those wars and the length of all the wars, it, it's an incredible sacrifice. And I think, I think we forget about that. We forget about them being the ones that didn't die, even the ones that were away from their families and just for years and years and years away from their families and their families not knowing whether they're still alive or not. That, that shows to me commitment to a cause. Somebody utilizing, I mean, every resource that they can to, to, uh, to champion a specific cause. Um, that's commitment to me, so. Uh, growing up learning economics and things like that and one of the basic principles is that there's no such thing as a free lunch right there's always something that has to be put in to get that nothing's ever free so either someone pays or you pay in, in another way and I, I don't think I ever really apply that to my own life you know, you, just the, the things in life so often we think of that on an economic sense but even just the the basic things in life that we don't think about that aren't free somebody has to pay for them at some level I think of my family members. I've had grandpa, uncle, and now my twin sister all serve. And like, just thinking about my twin sister, like the, the freedom of um, time and time spent with family um, that she's already served overseas and how that affects our family. Or my grandpa was injured and today he's <laughs> dealing with a bum knee, but like um, those, those were, things that we can live with, but then the people who've lost family members, um, it puts it in perspective a lot. I think it will, even with a little bit of this virus, um, for, so I'm from Atlanta, and you know, over the past couple of weeks, we had like the stay at home order. So you couldn't just go out and eat at a restaurant or do certain things that, you know, we normally do. Um, so, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what Tom said. I mean, I, I just really do think as you were speaking, Reed, you know, we do take a lot of things um, for granted. Well, Memorial Day, obviously a day to remember, to give thanks. And we have to remember that freedom isn't free. Somebody paid a price for it. But here's the second thing we have to remember. We have to remember that freedom starts with being thankful. It starts with being thankful. I think one of the most reverent places I have ever been in my life is Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. How many of you have been to Arlington National Cemetery? Okay, just Tom and Jane, okay. The others, you definitely need to. Over four million people a year go visit, but it's unbelievable. What, what do you remember about that? Uh, for me, it's just the sheer numbers. When you're standing in the sea of those graves, it's just mind-boggling how many there are. And, that, and that's not even all of them because all the war dead aren't buried there, but. Uh, it's just incredible, the incredible sacrifice there. Arlington Cemetery is over 624 acres that overlooks the Potomac River. It's absolutely beautiful. There's 8,500 trees, of which oh, there's over 300 varieties of trees. So it's spectacular with the, the rolling hills and the flat area kind of thing. In fact, one of the most solemn um, events of Memorial Day happens there every year by the placing of the wreath on the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. But, but Tom, I'm with you. When I was there, it was so reverent because when you see this sea of white grave markers, perfect, perfectly spaced, over 300,000 soldiers are buried there. 
And when you see just the sea of it, it overwhelms you. And literally with the tear, all I could say is, thank you. That's all I could say. Because they paid a price to guard something that I sometimes take for granted. You know, there's a phrase that says, if you see a turtle sitting on a fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. (laughs) And while that's cute, it's really true. You know, we have to understand that everything that we have, someone else paid a price for that and we have to be thankful for it. But I think it expands not just people who obviously gave their life in service for our country, military service, but those who are still alive that serve us on a continual basis. For example, if you have a mom and dad, when's the last time that you thank them for everything due in serving you? Maybe it's a grandpa or grandma. Maybe it's our teachers or city officials. Obviously those who are first responders, someone in the police force or anything like that. If you see them, do you and I go up to them and say, hey, thank you for what you're doing because they're protecting something that we take for granted. Even in the middle of this virus, the medical people and others who are essential workers that, to be honest, they've put themselves in harm's way to serve us. Do we say thank you to them? We, We should. And of course, those who either have or are currently serving in the armed forces, we should take time and say thank you to them on a continual basis. Ephesians 5, 20 says this, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, everything that you and I have is because of the work and sacrifice of someone else. Am I right on that one? Think about this, inventions. You talk about cell phones. Okay, we lose our cell phones. We take it for granted, but somebody put hard work and effort into that. Everything we have came from someone else. So for example, the food we eat. When's the last time we've met a farmer and said, hey, thank you for what you do, because we take it for granted. Water, things that, that we think, we don't even think about. For example, how many of you are grateful for indoor plumbing? and indoor toilets. (laughs) Because you know what? There's some who are watching this service that grew up and that wasn't the case. I remember that. And things that we just take for granted in life that we aren't thankful for, that we should, because someone else sacrificed for it. You know, being thankful is so important because it keeps us humble. A lot of times when we think, and Tim, you mentioned it, when we think that there is no such thing as a free lunch, but we think there is a free lunch. Yeah. Yeah. No, it remains the same because everybody gave for us. I think we're in such a spot right now in our country where um, there's almost, if I can say it, an entitlement mentality where we think that we should get something for nothing. But the problem with that is if we get something for nothing, then somebody got nothing for something. And so we always have to understand that, that with that, in fact, the Bible says, Pride comes before the what? Before the fall. And so for us as a people, as a society, as a country, we have to stay humble. Because if we think our reason for our success is us, no. Any reason of success we have is because someone paid a price before us and worked to give us opportunity. That's what we have to be thankful for. So remembering that freedom isn't free, someone paid your price for it, but remember it starts with being thankful. What goes through your mind when we talk about being 
thankful. I'm thankful that I have a job right now. There are millions without a job right now. And sometimes we just don't think about that. You know, we go to work every morning and just think, oh, just another day, here we go. But, you know, I'm thankful to have a job. My parents uh, talked a lot about this idea of an attitude of gratitude. And they did a lot of things in my younger years that I think changed that almost from an attitude, almost into a lifestyle. Because after a while, those attitudes started to progress. One of the things they did was every Christmas and every birthday, I had to go and write a thank you note for every single card. And at the time, I hated it because, you know, as a kid, you know, you know, like writing things and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it, it changes your mindset from this is something I should get to something I'm actually going to be thankful for. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say that my parents, they, 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 they provided a lot for me, but um, not everything was given to me. And so um, that entitlement, entitlement mentality is lost on me because to me, I appreciate everything, everything that I have, but I know that it takes effort to, to get something. Anything that you get takes some sort of effort. I was thankful for, for Jane's dad and the life that he lived because he, he really gave me an appreciation for being born in this country because he was not born in this country and he came here and he came here because he loved America and he loved everything that it stood for and, and all his life, that's what he was about and always reminded me that I need to be just as thankful even though I was born here. Well, on this Memorial Day weekend, we take time to remember and to give a thanks. Remember that freedom isn't free, someone paid a price for it, but it starts by being thankful. And here's the third thing that we always have to remember is that freedom comes with responsibility. Freedom comes with responsibility. On September 6, 1943, one of the greatest speeches that I believe has ever been in the history of mankind was given. It was given by Winston Churchill, who was the prime minister at that point of England. World War II was going on. It was a very, very dark time in the life of the world. He spoke at Harvard University, but he spoke really to the American people. And he made a statement. He said, you know, he said, you want to be a great nation and you are a great nation, the United States. He says, you want to be a free nation and you are a free nation, the United States. He says, but understand that there's a price to greatness. There's a price to freedom. He said, that price is responsibility. And he's right on. And we have to understand not only that somebody paid a price for it, that we have to be thankful, but now we have a responsibility for that freedom. You know, my, uh, my grandfather served in World War I. Now, he never talked about it, and we never pressed. In fact, I asked my mom just even a few weeks ago, did she ever hear him talk about it? He said, never wanted to talk about it. But downstairs in their basement, they had a big chest and in there was all of his war stuff. So as a little kid, I'd go down there and I'd open up because it was fascinating. You know, his helmet and his coat and all the different things of it, the German Bible, all the different things that were a part of it. But I knew this, that, that he was responsible and he went to a place he didn't want to go. Let's be honest, nobody wants to go to war. But he took it as responsibility that he had to when he was drafted, I have to go because I have to fight. It's my responsibility in that way. You know, in many ways, I think we have, we have forgotten our history as a country. Uh, we think that anything that's 40 years old is history, <laughs> which doesn't bode well for me, okay? But we don't, we don't look beyond that kind of thing. And I think it's important to, to look back in history and say, you know, what is it that 
differentiates even our country, even from, let's say, our, our neighbors to the north and south. If you think about this, Canada, Canada was settled by French explorers who were looking for gold, okay? Mexico was settled by Spanish explorers that were looking for gold. The United States, it was settled by men and women who were looking for God, a place where they could honor God and worship God freely. It's a difference of that. Ronald Reagan, who was president, said this, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Catch that. Never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Jesus said it a little different way. Luke 12, Jesus said this, when someone has been given much, much is required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. See, our responsibility is to protect the freedoms that were given to us and to pass that on to the children that are coming behind us. In fact, General George S. Patton said it this way, it's better to fight for something in life than to die for nothing. See, freedom doesn't mean that you and I have the ability to do just whatever we want to do, irregardless of what impact on somebody else. We know that. There are laws that we're responsible to in this country. Well, Moses said the same thing. If you reread the passage, Moses says that I'm now giving you the law of God. And he says over and over again, he says, obey it, obey it, obey it. Because when you do, then God will prosper you. And I don't know if you caught it, but I thought it was fascinating when he says this. He says, and other nations will see it. Because other nations will say, what is their, why is their God so different? That he walks with them, that he actually has a relationship with their God. And I believe that's what set apart the United States from every other country up until this point. In Deuteronomy 4, he ends off by reminding them again, you have to teach this to your children and your grandchildren. In a different version of that, let me read it to you this way. It says this, but watch out, Moses says. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. Be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. You know, Pastor Keith has always said this, the key to America is not the White House, it's your house. He's so right. Ronald Reagan said it this way, all great change in America begins at the dining room table. It really is. See, in Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the people that, listen, the miracles again that your parents saw, your grandparents saw, you didn't see it. You didn't see what God did. And so I'm reminding you what God did so that you never forget it and you pass it on because that's going to be the key to your success. And we talk about a lot about history, what you can learn from history. You can also learn from people who've been a part of history. In other words, if you're a young person, can I encourage you? Talk to people older than you. Learn from them. In fact, Deuteronomy 32, I think this is a fascinating verse. He says this, read up on what happened before you were born. Dig into the past. Understand your roots. Ask your parents what it was like before you were born. Ask the old ones. They'll tell you a thing or two. <laughs> they will. Elmer Davis has this great quote, which I absolutely love. He says, this nation will remain the land of the free only as long as it is also the home of the brave. So on this 
Memorial Day weekend, we have to understand that responsibility is a part of freedom. It comes as our responsibilities. What, what are your thoughts when you hear that freedom comes with responsibility? Oh, my thought is that some people just take it for granted. I'm, I'm very, very, it's, it's resounding so much in what you said. Uh, but when you talk about responsibility being the price for freedom, um, when we're not responsible, we can't have our, we cannot have our freedom. And that is something that a lot of people don't understand at this time, especially at this time. Um, so we have to utilize the, the knowledge of that phrase, you know, responsibility, with responsibility comes freedom. Um, it's, 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 it's ever so slight. And if we, if we, if we disrespect any part of that, we would, we would lose, we would lose, and we don't want to lose. Well, and I think that includes everyone. Uh, I think we kind of forget that, uh, well, I think, well, someone else will do that. Someone else will take care of it. Someone else's responsibility, but it's all our responsibility. When you're talking about freedom, that's all of us. Jane, what goes through your mind when you think about the responsibility part of freedom? I was thinking about, actually, the dining room table scenario, how it took a pandemic to get families to come back together and, um, be a family and um, not lose that freedom to sit around with our children and pour into them or sit around with our grandparents and look at them and say, what happened in World War II, one, Vietnam War, all that. I was thinking about that too, how we have this disconnect between um, the older generation and the younger generation and have we lost that dining room because I know talking to my grandparents and like hearing of their stories and struggles, like my grandma is a child of 12 and she would go to a different town for school and get like I think she said a quarter for every day and like that is mind-boggling that that's what the price of things were but like also um, how she didn't have a lot because she came from such a large family and her mother died when she was young and and, and, and talking to the older generation about the struggles they went to I think would connect us more if we had that instead of um, this disconnect that we seem to have. And that's where that responsibility comes in, in both generations is actually coming together and talking about what we're each going through and why the freedoms that we fight for are so important. On Memorial Day weekend, we pause, we remember, we give thanks. What do we need to remember? That freedom isn't free. Someone paid a price for it. It starts by being thankful and it comes with responsibility. Let's wrap this up together. You know, there's a phrase that's used at a lot of war remembrance uh, events. And it's a three word phrase, lest we forget, lest we forget. It actually comes from a poem by Kipling written in 1897, and that phrase is actually repeated eight times in that poem. But one of the last stanzas, it says this, Lord of hosts, be with us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. In other words, remember, remember. It's interesting when you read the Bible, Jesus used the word remember 21 times. In fact, the word remember is in the New Testament 84 times. Why? Because we forget. We forget a lot.
It's interesting that we talk about freedoms, but the greatest freedom that we all have is the freedom that we've gained through the person of Jesus Christ. And the fact that what he did on the cross in dying for our sins gave us freedom that will not just live here on earth, but freedom for all of eternity. The same principles that we talked about apply to our spiritual freedom. 1 Corinthians 6, 20, Paul says this, you were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. We were bought with a price. See, the freedom that we have that our sins can be forgiven, Jesus died so we could have that freedom. The freedom that we have that we can be in heaven with God forever, all eternity because of that, <laughs> Jesus died for that freedom. The freedom that we have that we can overcome our struggles, our failures, and we can have victory in life, Jesus died for that freedom. See, on Memorial Day, we pause and remember the freedom that we have, but every time we worship, it's a Memorial Day because we remember the price that Jesus paid so that we would have freedom because that freedom that he paid the price for, we now are thankful for. And now it's our responsibility to share that news with other people as well. In fact, we talk about the reverent aspects of it. Well, for me, one of the most reverent parts of faith is taking communion. And if we understand what we've just been talking about, then think about it in the light of what the verses say about communion from 1 Corinthians 11. Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, took bread, having given thanks he broke and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this to remember me. After supper, he did the same thing with the cup. This cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink this cup, remember me. Remember. Remember. That freedom isn't free. Someone paid a price for it. That freedom starts by being thankful. And that freedom comes with responsibility lest we forget, lest we forget. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that for each person that is part of this worship time with us, that God, first of all, would you forgive me for the t just way too many times I have forgotten. I've forgotten the price that so many people have paid that I would have freedom in this country, but God, that I forget the price that you paid, that I would have freedom in a relationship with you. Forgive me for that. God, for the times that I have not been thankful, God, I'm sorry about that. God, help me to be thankful and help me to share my thanks with people all around me. But God, thank you for you, for the gift of your son and that you would give that. I'm so thankful. But then God, help me to understand it comes with responsibility. Not only in this generation, of passing on the freedoms that we have in this country, which you've given us, but God, the responsibility now to tell others about you. So God, thank you. We love you. We adore you. We remember. And we give thanks. Amen. Pastor Reed, well done, my friend. I love it when you preach. So allow me to quickly review the three keys to freedom. First, we have to remember that freedom isn't free. You know, someone had to pay a price for it. And what a privilege that they did. You see, we can worship freely because of all the men and women who assured us such a freedom. But greater still, 
What a privilege. We get to worship because of a God who paid the greatest price of all, his son on that cross. Amen. Which brings me to the second key, that we remember that freedom starts by being thankful. You know, gratitude is one of the greatest expressions we can ever live out in our lives. I say it all the time, all because of Jesus, we have more to be thankful for than what we do not. Again, amen. And finally, we must remember that freedom comes with a high responsibility. It's something we cannot take for granted. And what a time to live out such a life in our world around us. Well, next week, we're going to gather for the first time in 12 weeks doing drive-in church as well as launching a brand new series entitled Growing Your Faith. Now remember, this being our first time, we want to keep it simple and therefore we ask that no one gets out of their car while they attend as well as I remind you that the church building will not be open for any reason. So you may want to take care of any of those bathroom needs before coming. Now, for those who cannot join us or would not choose to, we will continue to have church as we've been doing these past 12 weeks. I continue to promise you, whatever is best for you, I will make sure you're spiritually well fed. I love you with all my heart, and I'm honored to be your pastor. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.